Al, it is the new year. Dun, bum, bum. Wild. The 2022, or as some pragmatic people might call it, 2020-2. <laughs> okay, that's actually a good joke. Thank you. And, you know, what better way to ring in the new year by looking back at the previous year mm-hmm. and celebrating the video games The video of the year. games. It is time once again for the Game of the Year Awards. The seventh annual. Jesus, really? Seasonal Anime Checkup Game of the Year Awards. I believe this is the fifth year we've done it together. Good lord. We've been we've been together doing this thing for a while, haven't we? We have. It, it never feels like it's that long, and then we like look at the numbers, and I'm like, oh, right. Or maybe four or five? I don't remember. I think four. five, because I think 2017 would have been the first time we did it together. Then that would have been four. Four years. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Oh, okay. That's never five. mind. I'm dumb. I know math. I don't. I'm a historian. I mean, I'm an English major, so clearly either, neither of us are math majors. Well, I was just thinking something else. But anyway, we're good. Regardless, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 262, and it is, like I said, the 7th Annual Game of the Year Awards, presented by us. Us. <laughs> and and the new edition Game Boy to the yes, team. Presented by Game Boy, not the Nintendo property. Nope, nope. <laughs> not related. Not related. But we do have a new edition to the team, so yes, that's brought to you by him. There you go. This was a, I know we, I basically, I think, I think we've said this every year. Mm -hmm. This was a weird year for video games. But I think mostly because this was the year you really saw the hits from COVID. Yep. Start to really happen. Yep. Um, Not a whole lot of like real big tentpole releases this year. Mm -mm. Or if there were, they just didn't really hit in the same way they usually do. Right. So just a strange year in that aspect. A lot of the big games got pushed to next year as well. Mm-hmm. So there's just a whole lot of bizarreness. And like I said, mostly just because of the pandemic, it's going to cause all that sort of stuff. But yeah, just a, a, a strange year as well. Strange year. That's usually how these things go. But as per usual, mm-hmm. we've got our game of the year list, which we will get to later on in the episode. But first, we will get through our supplemental awards. Yay! Where we just come up with some awards and give them out to games and do fun stuff like that. Yep. Because that's just what we do. It's fun. It is fun indeed. Al, would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first in terms of our supplemental awards? Um, I'll go. Okay. All right. Um, my first one is best re-release. All righty. Uh, are, are you hyped for this? I'm hyped. There's a lot of re-releases this year. Yes, yes, yes. But this was one in particular that I think definitely deserves some recognition, and I think that you will agree with me that this was a, a good thing. Um, Alan Wake, the remastered version. Yay! Yay! Ooh. Did you did you know he's a writer? Did you know Alan Wake's a writer? Did you know he's a writer? Um, I'm really, really glad that this game like held up. I was worried about that. Mm-hmm. But I, I had super fun time playing it again. I really, really liked it. I was like really disappointed that there wasn't a sequel, and now there's a sequel. Yes, it's coming out. Um, 
but the remastered was was awesome um and it took out all the product placement so yeah that's always an improvement <laughs> i had forgotten that it had like just a bevy of product placement until like i was looking <laughs> up stuff about the original game it was like oh yeah there was verizon ads and energizer batteries and i was just like i don't remember this at all <laughs> Um, but it's, it's a, it's a very, very good game. So I'm glad that I was able to, uh, play it on my PS5 of all things. <laughs> I mean, I do have a copy of it for the PlayStation 5. You do have a copy of it for the PlayStation 5, but you do not have a PlayStation 5. No. <laughs> One day. One day, indeed. So yeah, that's it. That's my, my first supplementary award. There you go. Congratulations to Alan Wake. Um, my first supplementary award is a joke award because that's how you do these things. Mm -hmm. And I would like to give out an award for the best usage of the radio edit of Radiohead's Creep. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> that, of course, goes to Life is Strange True Colors. Yay! <laughs> oh, so because funny. why else would would you use the normal non-radio edit version of Creep when you can use the radio edit? Why Why would you use it? Especially like when there's already cursing in the game, so it's not like you have yeah. to do it to like avoid <laughs> cussing. It's something. Look, it's you're you're so, so very special, and I wish I was special. But I'm a creep. <laughs> All right, that's a good award. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that. What a what a choice that was. It's a it's a funny choice. That's a good award. I like that. Yeah. You ready for my next one? I'm ready for your next one. Best old game. All right. Okay, I will also go with you on best old game. Okay. Um, mine is not super old. Mine is also not super old. Um, uh, mine is 13 Sentinels. Oh, wow. Mine is also 13 Sentinels. Yay! <laughs> um, I played it this year. Um, Same. And I think if I had played it last year, this would have been on my Game of the Year list. Uh, easily. Same. Easily. Same. Same. Um, this game ruled. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Like, the story of it was amazing. The art, obviously, would be amazing because it's Vanillaware. Um, but like, I really liked this game and I knew you would like it when I started playing it. Cause it was like, Oh, right. Mix. I hey. thought for some reason you played this last year. I didn't. I played it this year. And then I also forgot I had played it this year and I was looking back and I was like, all right, what old game do I want to put on here? I think I played I was it like some... in January. Yeah. We did a podcast thing in like March about it. Makes I think sense. that's when I played it or mm -hmm. something like that. So like I was looking through, I was like, ah, oh, maybe this, maybe this, and I saw, and I saw the podcast where we did this, and I was like, oh right, I played this this year. Yep. That counts. That counts. <laughs> and I was like, all right, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it definitely deserves it because, God, this game's good. It's a really good game. It's a really good game. I had that huge document of notes that I took through it, which is like, it's, it's such a wild ride, and I haven't done like that in forever for a game. Yeah, that was. A really good run. Like you said, I think if we had played this last year, like it easily would have made my top ten list. But obviously we didn't, so Right. So I wanted to give us some recognition it. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, best old game, thirteen Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm glad that, that was the same. Congratulations. How about, How about that? How about that? All right, hit me with your next one. Uh well, I guess since we're doing our trend of our same categories that we have. Okay. I'm going to go with most disappointing. Okay. And I think this is going to be a surprise to people who know us. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go with most disappointing game of 2021, Love Live School Idol Festival After School Activity YY Home Meeting. Okay, yeah, that one was disappointing. Um, I mean, it is a free game, so it's hard to, like, super complain about it, but the DLC prices are terrible. Disgusting. And in all actuality, it is just a straight port of the arcade game with no real added bells and whistles to it. Right. So it's not like it's a whole new thing, like for the story or anything like with the mobile games or either that. This is just, hey, do you want to play some songs? Also, do you want to pay an exorbitant amount of money to play these songs? Disgusting amounts of money. And also get some costumes if you want. Like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's cool to, like, hey, we got a new Love Live console game for the first time since the Muse Vita games (laughs) back in like 2012, 2013. But. This isn't really that great of an offering. It is not. Are they even still supporting it? They put out that DLC when it came out, and then that was it. Okay, I was not sure if they had like stopped supporting it. So I mean, the arcade game, I think, is... They stopped supporting the arcade game now as well, so I think that's also the case. So, like, I don't think they would they would have put out anything regardless. Right. So. Man. A big bummer. Yeah. That was a big bummer. I agree with you. Um, do you want my big bummer? I would like to hear your big bummer. Also going to be surprising. Fantasian. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, part one was amazing. It was beautiful. Like the, the backgrounds with the, the dioramas and everything are, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and the story was great for part one. I liked all the characters. I love the music. Obviously, Amatsu is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, part two, I was so hyped for it to come out. And then I played it, and I'm like, this is stupid hard for no reason. This doesn't make any sense. And it was just, it got to the point where I kept asking myself, like, why am I playing this and not having fun? And I gave up, and I didn't finish it, and I was so sad. <laughs> I just, I really wanted to like it. I mean, you would think with, like, that stel- like that team... Yeah. It would be something that you would like just be all over, but then I think if they had stuck with the same thing that they did with part one with part two, it would have been fantastic. It probably would have made my like top seven list. Uh-huh. But the fact that they're like, mm, what if we just make part two just like stupid hard and it doesn't really follow any kind of set path or anything? Like, why? Why is that the Sakaguchi choice? got way too uh distracted by playing Final Fantasy fourteen, clearly. I mean, obviously, that makes the most sense. <laughs> that makes the most sense. But yeah, this one was heckin' disappointing. Me. 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 Uh, well, let's continue on with our dual awards. Okay. And I'm gonna go with best Jared and Al co-op. Okay. Uh. I'm going to give that to It Takes Two. Hey, me too. Hey. Hey. I think it goes without question that, you know, if you've listened to our podcast review of this game, the story of this game's bad. Yeah. Bad. Or at least it definitely ends bad. It ends very poorly. Yes. But the gameplay is so good. And there's just so many, like, good moments in it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like the whole, like, fighting scene on the squirrel or what? With the mm-hmm. squirrel. That was fantastic. So good. All the little mini games you can do throughout it that are all just varied and different from each other. 
the levels are all very good and different. Mm-hmm. It's just like it, it's basically you know a way out was also very good. Yes, in terms of its co op gameplay, but like this just takes it to like another level. Yep, it so. was very very good. Yeah. Yep, I, I wouldn't say it's a game of the say. year level, but... No, no, and this is actually how I justified taking it off my top seven. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like, the story of this drags it down so bad. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay of it's phenomenal, and that deserves some kind of recognition. So I was like, what if I give it recognition by putting it as a supplementary award? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I mean, that's basically kind of where I would have put it mm-hmm. like I it, I don't think it really was going to make my list like just looking through it, I'm just like I don't think it really beats any of these games right but I think this is a good place for the game just because of how much fun we had playing it yeah so it's a good good playing cooperative video game I mean yes I agree with you it's very very fun. Just, just that story is kind of. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I I think that there could have been a really nice impactful story moment there if they had gone the opposite direction of where they went, but mm-hmm. instead it just kind of became a mess. Yeah. Well, what do we have left? Three three awards each. One, two, three. I technically have four, but I could just do three if you want. I mean, I, there's technically a four, yes. Okay. But regardless, uh, what is your next award? You ready for a doozy of a title? Yes, I would love a doozy of a title. Best fan translation release, mainly because I want to mention it here. <laughs> love it. And that goes to Geofront Translation for Legend of Heroes Trails of Reserve um, for the PC. Wow. What? Um, I'm shocked. I know. That came out this year. Um, it was amazing. And it also got pulled this year um, because Geofront got tapped to do the official releases for these games, which congrats, guys. That's a huge deal. Yay. Um, But yeah, this is so good and I cannot wait to play them again, like through the like official releases. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did play it this year. I wanted to give it recognition, but I didn't think it was fair to put it on the top seven. So here it is. Yay. A very Al award and a very unsurprising award. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. No. I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how much of like of that translation gets changed at all. I'm also curious for the official release. Right. So that's gonna be interesting. But uh yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. I think so. Uh well I'm gonna go with my next award. Okay. Weirdest trend. Okay. And that goes to Sony and Microsoft branding on the opposite console. Okay, yeah, that is weird. Uh, th- I mean, this was the first year I think it really, like, hampered home that this was a thing. And I think this might be the only year this is going to be a thing. Um, this all started uh, earlier this year when MLB The Show became multi-platform and showed up on the Xbox, on Xbox Game Pass and everything. And you boot that game up and it's Sony Interactive Entertainment Presents. <laughs> and it's like, yep. this is weird. 
Um, and then also on Sony consoles, you had a couple of Bethesda games show up, which are obviously Microsoft-owned studios. And then also Psychonauts 2 showed up on Sony consoles, and that is a Microsoft-owned studio. So, so yep. there's a Microsoft Presents game on a Sony platform. It's just a real weird thing that, like I said, I think it's only going to be for like this year or this year alone because the Bethesda stuff is not coming, I think, to Sony stuff except for maybe Ghostwire Tokyo. And then I think it's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got like a little bit of this when like Banjo was on Smash and you had Microsoft branding on that. Right. But that was kind of like a little bit and it really wasn't any like crossover back and forth. But this is just like a weird thing that like if you would have shown this to someone 20 years ago, they would just be like, what is going on? <laughs> the console wars, but the console wars. But the console wars. I need to go on the IGN boards and complain. <laughs> Or the Game Facts boards. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, like, that was just a weird thing that, like, in a year of, like, a lot of bad things happening in the game industry, that was just weird and kind of innocuous. Mm-hmm. That's worthy of being celebrated just for its slight weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you got? Um, also ready for another doozy. Are you ready? Yes. Best. Hey, Jared. Thanks for playing through this game so I can experience this fantastic <laughs> series series. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what this could be. Uh, I wonder. This goes to Yakuza and Judgment, technically. Um, holy crap, dude. If you had told me that I would be so into Yakuza <laughs> last year, like, I wouldn't have believed you. There's no way I would have believed you. I'd be like, oh, no. ha, okay, funny. Joe, I'm so far deep into this stuff now. Like, it's it's phenomenal. This might be one of, like, the best series that exists. And it would not have happened if I didn't just go on a whim and be like, hey, do you want to watch me play some Like a Dragon? Right, right. And you're like, sure. And then we just we played through the end of that game. And then you were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And then I was like, hey, do you want to watch me play through the rest of the series? And you're like, all right. Yep. <laughs> and we did that. And we did that. And it was great. Oh, man, was it great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this series. I'm really, really glad I got to play it. Like really glad I got to play it. Uh, and thank you. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Yay. To introduce you to good video games and also bad video games (laughs) and mediocre video games. I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Uh, well, I have my penultimate award. Okay. Best anime game. Okay. That's technically not an anime game, but I'm going to count it because it it it's in the same ballpark. Okay. Best anime game of 2021, of course. Evil God Corone. Nice. Um. <laughs> well, that's my best surprise. So. Well, we can let's piggyback off of that. Yep. Um. Evil God Corona is hysterical. Yes. <laughs> the fact that it exists is just amazing. It's very weird, very funny. It's just this very bizarre collaboration of like, here's this horror game and these horror game developers being like, let's just make a game about Inagami Corona, yep. a VTuber. A VTuber. <laughs> who who really like, All right, let's games. do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. It's so funny. Like, it just... I didn't expect it. It's 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 amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you got very spooked by it a lot. I did get very spooked by it a lot. <laughs> I don't even think it's supposed to be that scary. But you're just, you're a baby. I'm a baby. And you get very spooked easy. Yes. Very, very spooked very easily. <laughs> So yeah, that's my best surprise because I didn't see this coming, like at all. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Oh, by the way, here you go, Evil God Karate," and I didn't expect to get it in English either. Yeah, that's a big surprise. So we got we got it in English and we got it all together, and it was it was so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that existed. <laughs> Good time. Yay. Um. Well, since you piggybacked off that, I will give my final award. Okay. And that is Jared's best 2021 Final Fantasy XIV moment. Nice. And I'm giving it to the final fight of Endwalker. So, hey, I'm going to spoil the end of Endwalker here. Ah, <laughs> so if you want to like not hear that, uh, tune away for like a good couple of minutes or yep. however long this takes. Yep. Um. So. So. The end of Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker sees you travel to the far reaches of space to fight Junko Inoshima if she was a bird and wants to inflict despair upon the universe. She does. Yes. And then you're about ready to fight the fi- the final boss, whom you presume that's the final boss. But then here comes the final boss of Stormblood, who's been hounding you all game for to wanting to fight you again. You're just like, no, dude, I don't really stop. Go away. <laughs> and he's transformed into a dragon, and it's just like, Hey, why haven't you beat this person up yet? You could totally just dispatch this person very easily. This is very weird. Like, just beat him up already. Come on. Do the thing. And you're like, okay, I'll do the thing. So you beat up this bird. And then this guy transforms back. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to fight you now. <laughs> Here in the far reaches of space. So you have this big old bombastic uh, one versus one fight against this dude. And it's a it's a very interesting fight in terms of it's just like the mechanics and everything. And then at the end, like, you just throw your weapons away and just start beating the shit out of each other like it's the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> That's pretty good. And it's real good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. What a good fight. What a good sequence. Oh, just, I love the idea of just like, oh, you're going to have this big fight with this guy and then at the end it's like, alright, f*** these weapons. Let's just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw hands. Yay. And you just get to beat the beat out of him and win. Yay. Yay. And leave this dude in the far reaches of space. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta leave people in the far reaches of space. Yeah. You know, as you do. Yeah. All right. That's I- the end of spoiler talk. Yay. I also have best moment, but that is, um, and it's also the end of a game. Okay. Um, uh, my best moment is the ending of the girl who stands behind. The Famicom detective. Oh world. yeah, 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 yeah! Holy crap! That's a good one, right? Like Jesus Christ, that ending! Like I'm still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So it's and like it's one of those things that you look at and are like, "How is this on a Nintendo developed game?" Right? Like, what? What? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had, to, I had to best moment it, because holy crap, that was good. And it's one of those things that, like, obviously, these uh, the Famicom Detective Club games are, like, remakes of those, obviously, Famicom games. Right. And 
that game in particular had a Famicom release, a Super Famicom release, and like each version and like the Switch version as well, like all of those scenes, like it's very, but you can still feel like the intensity and just like the despair and drama of it yep. in each individual version, even though like there's slight alterations and differences between the graphics and everything and the music and all that. Mm-hmm. But like it all works so, so well in so every well. version. It's 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 really creepy. It is mm-hmm. so well done. Like it's a very well executed moment and ending. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I can't believe this just happened, but it did. Oh man! So yeah, best moment for me. That's a that's a great one to to to, to shout out. Yay! Hundred percent. Yay! Um, I believe that's it for you. That's it for me. Well, we have one more award to give out. Okay. And it is, of course, the second inductee. Yes. Into the Seasonal Anime Checkup Hall of Fame. Of course, last year we gave it out to Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, a well-deserving game for the Hall of Fame. Yes. And with our second inductee, we are staying with that same series. We are. Just a game that came out a little bit after the fact. Just a a smidge. Just a smidge. Another game I own physical copies of. I I think I own two physical copies of this game now. I have a US and then a Japanese re-release. Nice. I think. Either way, the second inductee to the Seasonal Amateur Checkup Hall of Fame, Final Fantasy X-2. Yay! Well deserving. Some might say the the better game that has Final Fantasy X in the title. <laughs> um, I think that this is such a good game about like loss and grieving, and um, just thinking about like what what your entire being and existence, like what that means to you after a huge, huge life changing moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, it's got a bunch of cute girls and some fun songs, and the <laughs> battle system is one of the best battle systems, if not the best battle system of any like Final Fantasy that exists. Because mm-hmm. God, that battle system rules. Um, I honestly think that if they had called it like a, a job system instead of like dress sphere, people would have been like, "Oh my God, this is brilliant." Which is essentially that is is a job system, but they it you is. know put a little twist on it and people were like Bleh. yep too girly <laughs> um god i love this game though it's so good it deserves to be rewarded and awarded yeah i can't i i mean i, I can agree with everything you said can't disagree with anything you said mm-hmm it is a fun, fun game. That battle system's really good. The job system's really good. A lot of good moments in this game. Um, I mean, it makes Yuna the main character, which is the right thing to do because she's the best character from the original game, obviously. Whoa, Riku's in there, too. And Riku's also really good, so she gets to come back. Also, Waka's less racist in this one. Yeah. You get to go everywhere at the beginning because, obviously, this is a sequel, so why wouldn't you be able to go everywhere? Yep. So yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Good moments, good music, good battle system. And you get stuff like um you get way more character development for like Kimari in this one than you ever did in 10. Mm-hmm. Like I know way more about who he is as a character from 10 to than I ever did with 10. 
which is amazing. Yeah. And they also give you that that weird Final Fantasy VII nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Interesting. That happened. <laughs> yes. So yes, congratulations to Final Fantasy X-2, the second inductee. Yay! To the season language check of Hall of Fame. Yay! Well, with all the supplemental awards out of the way, it's time to break down the year. It's time for the lists. It's the lists. The 2021 Games of the Year. You, of course, have your seven. Yep, my seven. I've got ten. Yep. So we will meet when we get to seven. Yep. <laughs> and that's how we will do this year thing. We st- I struggled a lot with this, but I, I feel I feel confident. You've been struggling. <laughs> I feel confident where I landed. I mean, uh, here's a, some inside baseball. Al did a slight alteration before we recorded this podcast, like minutes before. You asked me if I was happy with my list, and I looked, and I was like, wait, no, I'm not. And so I switched it. Exactly. I gave you the opportunity to change it, just in case I know you've been struggling. Yep. I wanted you to be as sure as you possibly could be. As sure as I possibly could be. I mean, you're probably looking at it now like, oh, what if I change this back, though? Oh, boy, I could. I got time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not changing it. It's done. Set in stone. All right. All right the law and order mm-hmm. of course we will be diving into spoilers for various games for moments just in case if we need to to talk about them and all that sort of stuff because this is a wrap-up of the entire year so just be forewarned if we talk about a game you haven't played or want to play and we'll probably talk about the ins and outs of that video game mm-hmm. so be forewarned just just heads up yes all right well i will kick things off with three games from my top 10 list okay and then we will of course Reconvene. Reconvene. Number 10. Forza Horizon 5. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Uh, Hey, the Forza Horizon games are still really, really good. They look real good, real sharp. They play really well, which might be a detriment as well, because there really isn't a whole lot difference, difference between this and the previous game. In terms of like gameplay and everything, like there's a new location, all that sort of stuff. Seasons are still here, but like the seasons are not as like prominent as they were in the previous game because obviously Mexico does not have a seasonal climate in the same way that <laughs> England does. Seasons change everything, though, guys. Seasons do change everything, that is for sure. But I mean, it's hard to deny that, like, you know, I had a lot of fun doing the races and driving around their fictional version of Mexico and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and just doing all of the, the weird stuff that you could do in this game. It's a good game. It's just there isn't a whole lot like new to it. So like I think that's kind of like just the one slight knock against it. Um, and of course you can get a whole lot of anime skins for your cars in these games. Yeah, you can. And I think the big difference between this and Forza Horizon 4 is the boom of VTuber. So every car just has like VTuber skins out the wazoo. <laughs> So those are just readily available for you. But yeah, Forza Horizon 5 is a is a really good racing game. Got them cars. Go vroom vroom. Vroom vroom. Cargo burr. Cargo burr. Number nine. The Good Life. Ah, I didn't get to finish this. You did not. Uh, I believe I was talking about this when I finished this game, but like, there's nothing quite like a sweary game. Yeah. 
And it's a good thing there are sweary games in the world. And this is definitely a sweary game. <laughs> um, like, I, we talked about this when we did the podcast about it. But, like, the gameplay is not going to be for everyone because it's, like, survival mechanics. And that's just a little bit weird. But, man, this story is something else. <laughs> it just goes into some very bizarre and weird places that, like, you're just not expecting. And then just goes even further places that you aren't expecting. And just everything wraps up in a way that you're just like what is happening <laughs> but that in, in and of itself is the sweary experience yep and i wouldn't have it any other way so that is my number nine Yay. number eight number eight root film ah mine that's gonna be in my my top seven uh the spiritual successor to root letter of course mm-hmm. um just like Root Letter, I, I really enjoyed this game. I thought I had some really interesting twists and turns that you don't find out until like the very end, and you're just like, oh, huh. That's how everything matches up. Huh? This is how everything goes. Yeah, this is yeah. real wild and everything. Great. Um, really fun time with that. Um, it's one of those games that like you have to kind of remember it came out this year because it came out in like the early parts of this year, and it's like that just feels like an eternity ago. It does, yes. So it's one of those things that's like, oh, right, that came out this year, right, right. The only reason I remembered that it came out this year is because it was the first game I played on my PS5. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you were like, it says you're playing Root Film on a PS5. And I was like, that's because I am. Like what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Using the power of the PS5, obviously. Yes, you know, got to make those images look sharp. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but yeah that game is really good and fun um probably gonna go very underappreciated because just the way that game and root letter i think kind of have been right but it's another great game from that team and i i hope they're able to make something else i hope so too so there is that well we have we have reconvened now Reconvened. Top seven for both of ours. I would like to hear your number seven game of the year. My number seven. Um, going down the Atome route. Whoa. Olympia Soiree. Are you telling me it's not Cupid Paradise? <laughs> Cupid Parasite. Uh, yes. Call, call whatever you want. It is not that. Um, it, it is definitely not that. Uh, <laughs> Olympia Soiree was... It, a really interesting game and um i i was not expecting what i got when i started playing it uh it is really really rooted in like japanese mythology which is fantastic it's it's so cool how they like tie everything together mm -hmm. um i really like a lot of the characters and how they're written in this it does it deals with some some like odd themes like we have some basically like caste system racism going on here that isn't ever really like uh trying to think of the word i was worried about it we'll put it that way right. um but it, it was handled mostly well um it, the art is beautiful like absolutely beautiful and this is also like the first a Tome game that was like pretty explicit about the fact that they were like banging that it was like a, a big <laughs> a big Atome release that did that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh huh. Like I could have done a little less with all the breeding stuff, but like, you know, she's <laughs> she, she's the last one of her of her of her colors. So like I get where they're going with that. 
But um, yeah, it was a really, really fun game. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I'm sure that like, it's it's not a game for everybody. It's definitely not a game for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are moments I was like, oh my God, that just happened. Like some of the bad ends of this are some of the worst bad ends I think I've ever seen at Atome. And I played PO4A last year. So <laughs> um, that tells you something. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Olympia Soiree, number seven. All righty. Mm-hmm. Got to get some Atome on that list for got, sure. Got to get it. And like, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't finish Best of Fellows, so I couldn't live up to the other website saying that it was the best game. I mean, apparently that and Cupid Paradise are also top rated. Oh my God, Cupid Parasite is, it, <laughs> it was so like well rated, like everybody loved it. The Atome subreddit loved it. This wasn't for you. It was not for me. It was definitely not for me. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, my number seven game of the year is also in that kind of same vein. It's an Atome? No, it's not an Atome, but it's like a, it's that style. Oh, okay. It's an adventure game. That makes way more F- sense. Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind. Nice. Um, I went into both of those games like... A, knowing really nothing about them. B, thinking, wow, it's very bizarre that Nintendo is putting out these games again. Mm-hmm. That's not a Nintendo thing to do. And I played this one first, and that really set the bar very high. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, this one is obviously a little bit more fine-tuned than the other one, because I think it kind of does some stuff. It's, it is a sequel prequel. Right. So they had a little bit more time to iterate on some stuff here and there with gameplay mechanics and how you able to like, you know, maneuver around the story and all that sort of stuff. But it is an adventure game in the the very sense of that word, sometimes frustratingly so. But like, there's just some very good moments in this game that really take you on a on a ride that you're not expecting. And like we talked about, that ending is that just ending is incredible. So so good. And just shocking in a way that you are never going to expect if you are going into this blind. Nope. Nope. I never would have (laughs) seen that one coming. No, for sure. Like, there's just so many good twists and turns throughout it. And it's just a really, really fun time. Yeah. I agree with you. It's also on my list. But later on. Or earlier on? I don't know. Anyway, it's on my list. (laughs) All right. Hit me with your number six. Root film. Hey. Hey. So I don't really have to discuss it because we already discussed it. But root film is number six for me. It's a good game. It's a very good game. It is a more very people good should game. play root film. Uh, I agree. There was also that fantastic Africa reference. I was like, well, this game was made for <laughs> me, obviously. It's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I really love that game. That's really all there is to a it. Fun time. Fun time. All right, I'll I'll hit you with my number six. Okay. That's where we're at, I believe. Yep. The Great Ace Attorney Adventures. Ah, sweet. Uh, again, here's another game that had not come over over to us for a good while, and finally made its way over here mm-hmm. in a surprising fashion. Yep. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, hey, great new Ace Attorney games. That's awesome. Like the series rules, but like. Yep. How is this going to stack up to the rest of the series? Right. And lo and behold, it stacks up really well. Really well. I, I this is also on my list at a certain mm-hmm. point. Um, but I 
I like this better than some of the mainline Phoenix Wright games. It it the the writing and everything is just very tight in the, both of these games. Yes. Um, and this game does a lot to set up for the the sequel. Yep. In a way that a lot of like Ace Attorney games really don't do. No, I mean it's set up like from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The sequel I was like, holy crap! Like they really, just, whoa. It's it's real surprising in that way. Um, and like I think some of the new additions are really smart and help in terms of like freshening up the the courtroom mechanics and you know mm-hmm. the investigation mechanics and all that sort of stuff so i was really pleased with this also i liked a lot of the, the new characters and everything so that helps They're entirely super great yeah so really fun time does a lot of neat and interesting things that you know aren't in line with how you necessarily think an ac attorney game goes and had a good fun time with it also herlock sholmes is what they call him here but herlock herlock is here it's really good. Um, and I love his characterization. I think it's mm-hmm. really, really well done. I, yeah. I will talk a bit more about his characterization when we get there. But um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, very good game. It's on my list, too. Uh, we've now reached our top fives. Yes. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. That is, that's how that works. Yep. Al, hit me with your number five game of the year. Here we come, Detective Club, the girl who stands behind! Hey! Hey! Yep. And that I don't game's have good. Else to add besides what you already said. Like, it's it's a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. And it was very surprising in general that it existed and came here and what the heck, Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo this year had an interesting year of doing things that were real cool and doing things that were real Real dumb. bad. Yep. 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 This was on the real cool part of that slide. Real cool. The other one's fine, but this yeah. one was a standout. Mm-hmm. What's your five? My number five game, Psychonauts 2. Oh, wow. A game that I had real no preconceived notions of other than, hey, Al likes this and a lot of other people like this. So I, I don't know. I, I have Game Pass. I guess I could just give this a shot. And luckily, they gave you like a rundown of of the whole series, mm-hmm. like at the beginning, so it, you didn't like really lose out on anything by no, not having no. played the other ones. Um, and I was just really blown away by like a lot of the writing and everything, which you know, Double Fine does good writing and all that sort of stuff, characterizations and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun to play like a platforming game in 2021 because I haven't really played one of those in a good long while, right? Um, and all that felt really good and just. It was a really fun time all throughout in, in a way that I was just not expecting me to really kind of get into it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I figured I would like it because I know, like, everyone else likes it and you liked it. And we're giving, like, good seals of approval, essentially, of it. Right. But I got into it in a way that I wasn't expecting and just had a had a blaster. It's, just, it's just, the definition just, like, a game that's just fun. Yes. It was and a very, story very fun. that's real fun and enjoyable and has its own twists and turns throughout it and has some sneakily inserted voice actors in there that you aren't expecting nope and then also voice actors that we've come across in other media that you aren't expecting <laughs> yep yep um it's I, I, funny i love this game i'll talk about it more when i get yeah. to it um because obviously this is gonna be on my list too mm-hmm. um to the surprise of no one right um but yeah everything you said yes Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit me with your number four. 
My number four is The Great Ace Attorney Adventures. Whoa! Whoa! What? Yep, it's really good. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add to this one that you haven't already said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just really, really excited about this game, and I, I, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. Like the story is great. Um, one thing I do want to mention that I think is a really cool addition to this that has not really been brought up um, is the the accessibility features that it has in the sense of like you can turn off the like puzzly bits so you can just enjoy the story, and that's really really cool. Yes, I look. I was cramped for time. Mm-hmm. I might have done that for over half of the second game. Oh wow! Did you really? Yeah. Nice. How does it work? I didn't actually turn it on at all. It just basically goes through, it, it like auto plays essentially. So like if there's puzzle stuff, it'll like the cursor will just move to where it needs to go. Oh my Click God. it and then just do the stuff. And it, it cuts out like all of like kind of like the excess stuff. So like you can't like, it won't go through like everything you need to examine mm-hmm. or like everything in a room to be examined. It'll just do like the necessary things to move the, the story forward. Right. So it's interesting in that way, but like, yeah, that works incredibly well. I just I, I think that like games making things more accessible is great, mm-hmm. and um, I love that this game had that availability for it, so you could just play it as a like I just want to enjoy the story type thing. Yeah. Um, because I mean, a lot of Ace Attorney games can be a little tricky in terms of like how they play and like how you're actually trying to solve the things. So this one's just like, all right, cool. Like you know, sometimes we acknowledge that that's going to exist. So here you go. We can simplify that for you a little bit mm-hmm. i liked it i feel like all the games we have shared have also been in like the same order which is interesting because mm. you were were you root film famicom greatest, greatest attorney. attorney yep there you go sure was all right we're just the uh, same the single shared <laughs> brain cell is at work again yeah it is <laughs> oh my number four game of the year is a game that I think a lot of people forgot actually came out this year. Because it okay. came out in January. Oh, boy. And that is Hitman 3. Oh, I forgot that game came out. See? <laughs> exactly. Dang. <laughs> yeah, Hitman 3 came out this year. Wow. <laughs> and, hey, it's more Hitman, and it's real good. There's uh, new improvements that they made, like, you know, slight tweaks here and there to the engine and everything to make it, you know, just make the overall gameplay a little bit more challenging and interesting here and there. Um, Some of the new levels are just very intriguing. Like the Berlin level is such a wild ride because you basically have to go in and find your targets. You are not given them at the the outset. Oh, wow. Really? It's it's such an interesting idea of how to like change up the formula of a hitman level. So like you have to go through like this underground secret Berlin nightclub and like find all your targets but you don't know where they are or anything and it's just such an interesting interesting experience like there's obviously a lot more like story stuff caked into a lot of the levels but like i enjoyed that aspect of it because like i really was into the whole story of hitman by this point so i was you know having a good time with that just all, all the levels i thought were real interesting even like the final level which i know is kind of controversial to some people considering it's just like a straight line train but i think it, it works for what it is Mm-hmm. Um, and does some interesting things with like the stealth mechanics and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's more Hitman, and that stuff is real good. And they've done a lot, you know, like I said, some good tweaks here and there to you know to keep improving upon that gameplay loop and you know making things continue to be interesting and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, I still think maybe like the second level is probably my favorite, which is like the murder mystery level. Is that the one with like the big chandelier and stuff that you were showing me that like you Mm -hmm. have to like sneak in the house and deal with the lady and all that? Yeah. And basically like there's a story mission where you can like become a detective and try and solve the 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 mystery of like the murder mystery of this house and figure out exactly what happened and pin it on a certain someone or right. certain someone's like it's so interesting and everything um but yeah this game is really good um supposedly they're making i think a couple more levels for next year which i'm i'd be definitely down to play more hitman 3 at some point next year that'd be fun nice um and then i think this team's making that james bond game at some point so that'll be uh that seems like a natural fit a natural fit, yeah, and I think I'm very excited to see what that turns out to be. So yeah, top three games of the year, Al. Top three. What's your, what's your number three? This might be a surprise. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Lost Judgment. Mine is also Lost Judgment. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we played this together, obviously. Um, a very wild ride throughout as the maybe potential conclusion of Yagami's story. Who knows? Maybe. We have no idea. But Shrug shoulders. I'm real hype about uh, getting some DLC packs for this, though. Yeah, we have that DLC coming out next year. That's going to be fun to, to play through. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much to this game. It is, like, just hefty. It is a very hefty game. It took us a while to play through it, but it was really well worth it. It was so Because we did basically so everything we could, essentially. I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Why wouldn't we be the cap or the the coach of the dance team? Why wouldn't we? Do you're that? right. You're right. Why, why wouldn't right. we join a motorcycle gang? You're right. Like it. Why wouldn't we date random girls? Like the nurse. <laughs> exactly. Adopt a um, kitten. Yeah, like there's just so much to do in this game, and a lot of it is just real fun and goofy and good. The school story stuff, I think, is maybe the highlight of this game, and that's I just agree. all side content. Mm-hmm. But it all comes together in a really fun and interesting story and just has all these little small intriguing stories throughout. The The main plot has its own wild ride. I think there's some parts of it that kind of, you know, aren't as great as the rest of it. Yeah. Um, But it does go through a complete whole thing. It's very much a Yakuza story, so it is very <laughs> much one of those for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, like I had a really fun time with this game. I did and too. Like I said, it was a long time. We played through a lot of it, but like, <laughs> it was a good time all the way throughout it. It was so fun. I really, really enjoyed playing this game, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you played it so I could experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I really like it, and I'm glad that we got more time with the boys. The boys. The boys. So it it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that glad that we played it. Glad that we experienced it. Wish there was karaoke, but there's not. So yeah, what can you do? The one downside. Also, English class still perfect. So still good. very good. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. Then there were two. Then there were two. Al, hit me with your number two. All right, Great Ace Attorney Two Resolve. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Um. This game is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, everything that Adventures built up just, like, comes to a complete head here. I'm like, holy crap, is this good. 
like it felt like such a fantastic payoff and like all of the character development's amazing all of the like big mysteries of like who like who is um what's her name iris yes uh like who's her dad was he watson or wilson sorry um <laughs> <laughs> like how did she come to be with with herlock and like what's his deal really because there's something obviously going on with him um and uh, god this entire game was just so good and like the last two chapters of it are bonkers mm -hmm. completely bonkers and you find out things about characters and you're like what what um and I really like learning a bit more about like why why the prosecutor has been so like antagonistic against us the whole time. Yeah. Like usually they're pretty antagonistic, but he was like at a different level of just like really really hated us, and even said like a bunch of racist stuff pretty constantly. Mm -hmm. Um. So getting to hear like getting to learn a lot more about like what makes him tick and why it matters is like okay, all right, all right. This this makes sense. Um I and there's tap dancing. <laughs> yes, there is. There's tap dancing to solve puzzles. It's just oh my god, I love this game. Like it was so, so well done. Mm -hmm. And I I have a disgusting amount of time playtime into both of these the great ace attorney games. Um just because like I whew. one they're long but two yeah <laughs> they're just super super fun and I was like really enjoying just talking to the characters and like getting the random dang dialogue you get from just clicking on stuff mm -hmm. it's good it's good he's he's a he's a good egg good egg good egg Anyway, yes, Great Ace Attorney 2, Resolve. That's my number two. Well, my number two, mm -hmm. which also might come as a surprise to you, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. That is a bit of a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, this is the end of the big story they have been building since they relaunched this game. Mm -hmm. And it really shows throughout this because like, a lot of this game is all right, let's get all the pals together and let's go do some stuff. <laughs> there are like multiple scenes where you're just getting a bunch of characters together and just being like, all right, you, I remember you. I remember you from this. Funny. And they're all real good because like I'm a big fan of just like, all right, we got to get the team together get, and get go, the band back together. Get the band back together and go fight something. Like that is all, that's, that's A plus for me. And there's a lot of that in this game. There's also just some, like, really good moments throughout this game. Um, or this expansion, I should say. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to the, you go to the area where, like, the, the main enemies have been throughout, like, most of this game. And, like, they they see you and know who you are and are like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, I was at this place where you came through and just killed everyone, killed all my friends and family. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> you. And this is like, oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That's I, valid. I can see why I can see why you would think that. That totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um some time travel shenanigans in this. Nice. 
which is interesting. And like I said earlier, like you go to space and everything. Go to the moon. Some cryptids on the moon. Some cryptids are on the moon. It's a it's a very fun ride. Like it definitely hits a lot of the buttons that I really enjoy in like finale type stories. I think if I was like saying like, hey, story wise, which is better? I think the previous expansion is like slightly better story wise. Mm-hmm. But I did have a lot of fun with this. Like I love I just like I said, I love, you know, here's all the characters coming back. Yay! Montage of characters you haven't seen in a while. Yay! Yay! Like, yeah. <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, like it is it was ve- very much worth the wait of multiple delays and everything getting this out and uh going through immense queues to get in to just log in the game. Oh my god. But it was uh, it was well worth it at the end. Yay! I'm glad that it was worth it. Yeah. Well, Al, I have an inkling of what your number one game of the year is. I have an inkling of what yours is now. Da ba bum. Ba ba bum. Who's going first? Uh, you go first. Number one, Psychonauts two. Whoa! I'm surprised. I know. I know. So surprising. I mentioned earlier, like, oh, this is gonna be on my list, and that hasn't showed up. Where is it gonna be? Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> um. Psychonauts 2, as you've mentioned, like, there's just so much to love here. I was a huge Psychonauts fan, like, huge fan of the first game. I think it's incredible. I still think it's incredible. I played through it this year again, and it's so good. Um, And I had um, I'd been a backer of Psychonauts 2, and it, it has been a while, so I was really nervous about, like, is this game going to be any good? Is it going to live up to expectations? Like, mm-hmm. How is this gonna? How's this gonna work? Um, and I'm I'm happy to say that it like exceeded all of my expectations. Story wise, it's fantastic. Um, it has so many like really good accessibility features. Like you can yeah make a no damage mode. You can make a like no fall damage mode. You can it, it has like warnings at the beginning of like hey there's gonna be some stuff in here that might be challenging or if you have issues with like dental stuff like hey you might not want to play this part like. I think that more games should do that. 100%. Um, and so, like, that that was fantastic. But uh, I think that the thing that, besides just, like, the story, the characters, all that, that's fantastic. The gameplay really, really ruled. Um, it was very, very cathartic for me to, like, be able to defeat, like, panic attacks as enemies and, like, doubt as enemies uh as somebody who who you know has struggles with all of those fun things mm-hmm. um and i just remember and you can vouch for me on this one um i i beat it basically like 100% except for like a couple of like collectibles and once i beat it i was just like oh like i want to keep playing but there's nothing <laughs> else for me to do and i'm sad about that um and like the fact that I had that moment of I want to keep playing, but there's nothing else to do, like tells you how much I liked this game. That I I wanted to just keep going, but there wasn't mm-hmm. anything else for me to actually go and do. Um, but it also like you know it was probably a good thing it didn't like outstay its welcome or anything. But yeah, this was a very charming game. It was a very fun game. I liked the way that they they handled the the mental health stuff, how they handled the the story of it. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get any more Psychonauts content, but if this is the end, 
then like that's that's a good way to end it. Mm -hmm. Number one, Psychonauts. Psychonauts two, specified. <laughs> Psychonauts one, uh, not a game that came out this year. Nope, not not a game that came out this year. Last <laughs> checked anyway. I mean, maybe it came out on something. Who knows? Sure it did, but. Hit me with yours. A non-surprising owl game of the year. I I even mentioned to you when it like when I beat it, I was like, we might have a contender here. Yeah. I remember telling you that. I remember hearing that. And it it held. It It held the line. It, it I <laughs> I wasn't always on time. Thank um you. it <laughs> it wasn't always number one when I was making this list. Oh. Um but in my in my shifts, it landed at number one. I was like, "Yeah, this feels right." So it was it was not always number one. Um, that top three was fluctuating. Let's say it was because um, there was another game that was my number one for a while there, and I, I changed it, mm -hmm. and that was my current number two, <laughs> which is the Greatest Attorney. So. Those two fluctuated quite a bit, but landed on Psychonauts 2. So hit me with yours, number one. Uh, well, my number one, of course, is Cupid Paradise. I no! love that game. No, you like the... the love those um, characters. Transfor car. And yeah, the I love the transfor car. I love it when they didn't fix that dialogue until very late recently i mean that's actually a good thing they were very like nice and upfront about that i'm not very, making fun of them about that very transparent <laughs> about that yes uh my number one game of 2021 mm -hmm. the great ace attorney 2 resolve it's so good i was just con constantly blown away by this game yep because it does a lot of just like like the first game does of subverting what you think an ace attorney game is but then just like cranking it to 11 don't say cranking it you know cranking it <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah it's it, it's so so good like like you mentioned a lot when i was playing or playing through it like it has the elements of the dl6 case yep throughout it it has elements of like the storytelling of ace attorney 3 yep um and one of the things i think that's real interesting about this game is that like there are no filler cases no there's not unlike every other ace attorney game there's not a single you have like here. a filler case like maybe one or two but like this one every case matters yep in a way that is just unlike any of the other ace attorney games that i've ever played same um which was so surprising and just almost like a breath of fresh air to come to the series and be like oh they, they can do this yeah <laughs> this is a thing you can do you can make which, every like, single it, one of these matter it helps i think that like you know it has this kind of level of storytelling. It has this level of writing and deep writing at that is because like, you know, this is made by the dude who made the original trilogy. Yeah. So like that pedigree is there and like, you can definitely tell it throughout the entirety of these two games, but in this game in particular, like it just shines above all else. Like when I was going through the third trial, I was like, there's a lot of stuff in here that feels real end gamey, but I'm in the third trial. This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But essentially, when you are in that third trial, you are in the end game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In a way that like you're just not expecting, and there are just so many things that they tie up in this game that make sense and like come in a way that like, again, you are not expecting, or you're just like, wow, was that was 
I can't believe they did that. Like, but they bring so Kazuma back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, they're like, okay, sure. They flesh out his entire arc of being like, okay, here, I wanted to go to England for X. Here's exactly what X is. And it's a whole thing that you're just never expecting. Never expecting. And, like, the way that they tie everybody together. And honestly, mm -hmm. like, I think one of the things that's really strong about this game is that it all feels like it has weight. Like, it all feels like it mm -hmm. matters. Yeah. And, like, sometimes with Ace Attorney games, like, yeah, obviously there's, like, a, a big murder or something, whatever, going on. Um, I don't know why Siri is trying to talk to me at the moment. But, <laughs> uh, she's like, hey, you're saying things, right? No, I'm not saying anything. Please stop. Uh, <laughs> there we go. She finally quit listening to me. Um, but they they don't they don't always feel like it's something that, like, really has an impact on these characters but you feel like when you're playing through this like every single character is going to have some kind of like impact with this something's going to happen with them like whether it's like how how they're going to exist after this whether it's like rethinking their entire position like why they came to this job um i mean like so good uh, mm -hmm. You had to really rethink the entirety of, like, who Herlock Sholmes is. Like, they really throw that at you of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, this guy, he's uh, he's a bit different than you think. It's like, oh, okay. And there, there was a specific point, and I think the fourth trial, where they make it very obvious and blatant that, like, you have no idea who you can trust anymore. No idea. And it is just one of these very just ominous feelings. I was just like, do, who? I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I don't know who I can turn to in anything. Like, I remember going through that whole thing and just being like, I don't trust Herlock. I don't trust uh, Suzuto's dad. Mm -mm. I don't trust any of these people. Mm -mm. I don't know who to trust. And, like, the first person I came across that I was like, I I can, I, I feel like you are very genuine and I can trust what you're saying was uh, uh, Dr. Gory. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's the first person you talk to and who's just like, hey, my mom did all these things, and that super sucked. I do not approve of what she did. Right. Because, like, her mom was involved in all this conspiracy way back when and everything that gets caught and all this sort of stuff. So, like, you go to her and talk to her about it, and she's like, yeah, that, that whole thing sucked. I really don't like – I don't approve of what she did and everything. Also, hey, do you want me to help you out with some stuff that you need information for? I will totally do it. And I was like, all right, you are cool. You are cool. You're, like, the first person I've talked to in a while that is totally cool. Yeah. I'm good. Oh, man. Like it's she's, nice to talk to someone who's cool. She's weird as heck and, like, wants, yes. to, wants to, like, dissect us, but – like the entire time you're talking to her, you're like, okay, I trust you. You're not trying to be shady. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you're capable of it because you're just like so willing to wear your heart on your sleeve of like what you think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree with you. Like that was the first character. I was like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Cause you, they do, they really explicitly point out like you can't trust any of these people. Mm -mm. And it's freaky. It's a weird situation to be in in an Ace Attorney game. You're like, I don't trust anyone. Yeah. I mean, that whole fourth trial and onwards, like the fourth and fifth trial, obviously just, they are co-connected. Yep. Like those are just one extended long trial because just everything is going down at that point. Because that is the end game. Yep. And like, it basically beats you over the head like immediately because they're like, hey, Greg's is dead. And you're yeah. just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, Van Zeeks is, uh, is the, mur the murder suspect. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Cosmo Prosecutor. 
Cosmos here. He's a prosecutor now. He's going to do this case. And you're just like, what? Yep. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's so, so wild. And just everything that happens in that final, in those final two chapters and everything. Um, Strongheart being the, the main villain, I guess, at the end is like, it makes the most sense. Because like the whole time throughout the, the entirety of the two games, you're just like, this guy is just shady as heck. Yep. He's yep. so he's up to something, and like he very blatantly starts really getting into it. Like, um, I think midway through the game, he starts talking about how he wants to be the attorney general, and he's basically like, "Yeah, I want that power." And yep. you're just like, "That's a bad sign." Uh oh. Yeah, anytime somebody's like, "I want that power," you're like, "Uh oh." Yikes. And then everything that happened with like the professor killings, the Reaper stuff, and how that was nothing of what you actually thought it was. Nope. Of like, oh, here's the twist of this is that it's Van Zeke's brother that he loved and admi- admired and everything that everyone was like, oh, he's this great prosecutor who died. And like, he's the due reason to he became a dad. And it's like, oh, he's the one who did this. Also, it was Strongheart who was l- basically manipulating him to do all that. You're just like, ooh, boy. <laughs> also, he's Iris' dad. And he's he's Iris' dad. And I was like, what the? Right? I was like, oh my God. What? Oh my god. Because I was really thrown off when they're like, oh yeah, Wilson's definitely not it. And then like they, they did the whole handwriting thing. I'm like, well, you're not it either. I could tell you're not it. It was like, so, it was like oh, it's Professor Bikatoba. It's like, oh, that would be, I mean, maybe. But then they're like, no, it's not that. And then it's like, well, who is it? And then they're like, oh, by the way, it's this guy. And you're just like, excuse me? Like for a bit, I was like, well, is it? somehow actually Herlock's kid and he's just pretending it's not his kid? Like, what is happening here? But then, like, once they actually get the reveal, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Man. And, and Mikotoba being the, the Wilson Watson, that was a good twist. Wild! Good twist! <laughs> It was a very good twist. Uh, like you said, they do a whole lot with Van Zeke's character in this game in particular because, like, you get to the root of his problem with, like, his racism against Japanese people because, like, you know, he admired his brother so much and then his brother gets killed by Kazuma's dad. Mm-hmm. And he, everyone begins to believe, or at least he begins to believe as well, that Kazuma's dad was the professor and everything. And that's what happened. He, he was basically just horrifically betrayed by this person who he had, like, grown to trust and admire as well. Right. And, like, that just, like, destroyed him and like mentally he just could never like repair that they're like hey not all japanese people are going to murder people that i i like and everything and then he becomes this gloomy character takes on the reaper persona because like he's just like whatever stops crime i don't care yeah and then ryanosuke shows up and like starts to like knock down his like preconceived notions and everything in a way that like he's very uncomfortable with because he doesn't understand how to like facilitate all these emotions happening and then like eventually later on he's like Look, I need you have to help me. Yeah. You have to take my my case here. Like you're the only person who's going to. And it's like like obviously you had seen throughout like the game building up to this, like Van Zeke's obviously had a like a great amount of respect for Rianosuke. Yeah. You can even tell. though he would just would not say it. Right. But then like once you get to those those the final two chapters, like it really just comes out. He's just like, This kid's just really good. Mm-hmm. And like I don't there's no one else that I could have handled my trial better than this kid. Well, especially the cards stacked up against him like they were. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, they were very obviously stacked against him. Mm-hmm. And he still did it. Man, this game. Also, they, they make a judge character into an actual character. Yeah. 
Yeah. In a way that you're just like, what? Yeah. When I realized he was a character, I was like, what is happening? Very good. Man, this game is something else. I was really worried you would not get to play this before the end of the year and that you wouldn't be able to put this on your list. And I was like, it deserves to be on there. That's why I had to do the story mode thing. Because I was like, I, if I play this regularly, I'm not going to finish it in time. Yeah. So I'll just put it on auto and just watch it. <laughs> which, like, it's the same thing. Like, you're still getting the story. You're just not doing the, the puzzle stuff. Which, you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, like, you're not missing a whole lot from doing that. Yeah, and I played, like, at least, like, half of this game, so. Yeah. Um... I might be inclined to argue that this could be the best Ace Attorney game ever made. Uh, I actually would agree with you on that. Which is just, I never would have expected that to be a thing. No, same. And, like, I was surprised that we even got it to begin with. Um, yeah. Because I was not expecting us to get this localized. Um, which, that's another thing that should be mentioned, is the localization of this is so good. And it's this incredible. would be a very hard game to localize. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, kudos to that i think it's like one person who like was really in charge of that but um like it is a very good localization in a game that would be very very hard because of the like very japanese moments of it and like how they had localized the ace attorney games prior to this yes yeah you also have to deal with that <laughs> mm -hmm. um like i i've been pretty adamant about like uh, the 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 six eight attorney and the Apollo Justice games and all that. Um, I still stand by the fact that those are fantastic games. Mm -hmm. I think that, especially since these are bundled together, because you really need adventures to get resolves, impact. Right. Um, I think that they are like top tier Ace Attorney games. Yeah, I can totally see that as well. Yeah. Like I they they leave these games also in a good spot where like you don't necessarily need another game in the series. Like, it'd be cool to it'd see cool. one. Sure. But, like, they leave them in such a good spot that you're like, yeah, this is a great way to wrap this series up. You know, we've we've tied up all of our mysteries and everything. Like, we are good to set sail into the future. Mm-hmm. And just, I, it's, man, this game is just so good. So good. I'm so glad that you're able to beat it in time. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Man. I, yeah. I definitely was not expecting coming out of this year to be like, I think we found a game that's better than 3 in Apollo Justice. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we, we definitely have. Yeah. Definitely have. Holy Just moly. surprising to say. Oh, man. What a game. What a game. We did a lot a more game. overlap there than I expected we would. Mm -hmm. See, I told you we were going to have two games that overlap in the top three. You're right. You're right. I know my stuff. How many games did we have overlap? One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> That's impressive. Ayy. Ayy. We just had one difference, and that was an Atome game and an MMO. <laughs> you know... As you do. Well, I guess, like, I had, obviously, more games, but, like... Right. Either way, oh, man. What a year. That was the game of the years. We we finished it. Those are the only games you really need to play this year. Yeah, everything else is, eh, whatever. Okay. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs>
Good games. Good games. Good games. Play these games if you haven't. Sorry that we spoiled them if you haven't. Either way, still play them. They're good. Very good. They're good games. Very good games. Uh, but yeah. That's going to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. That's going to wrap up. That's going to put our bow on 2021. We're both going to have like our write-ups about this. Yes. Those will both be up as soon as this podcast goes up as well. Mm-hmm. So you can find those at our various websites. See us write some words about each of these our awards and the games and all that sort of stuff. Hey, we sometimes write words. We sometimes do. Mm-hmm. That is for true. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, that's going to wrap up this episode. If you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared to Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, A Critical Analysis of Love Life Sunshine and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a wealth of bonus content as well. Yay! Next week, I have no idea. I haven't thought that far ahead. Cupid Parasite? Are you sure? I mean, we haven't talked about it yet. Cupid Paradise? Yeah, Cupid Paradise. Sure. I mean, we haven't talked about it. We may as well. We have not talked about it, yeah. So probably as well. that. All right. Look forward to Owl's Game of the Year, Cupid Paradise. No! <laughs> Do not slander me like this. He, he, he. Rude.